Welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. This is the place for inspiration and empowerment so that you can overcome shame, guilt, fear, loss, and grief. We are barely scripted, raw, real, and we even have a lot of fun. This is your place to get some tips so that you can begin to disrupt your trauma for good. Let's get started. Hello there. Indecision. You know, the big what if. I've been thinking about this quite a bit lately and how challenging it can be. For some people, it's a challenge all the time that making decisions, that indecision that seems to grip a lot of people. But I think it happens to everyone at certain times in their lives. And for sure, if you have gone through trauma, you have some extended period of challenge, you're riding that roller coaster from hell, the hits keep coming, you know, after all hell breaks loose, after something traumatic or during a long extended period of even small traumas. And then sometimes it just grips us for a reason we can't even understand because it's not a huge decision. Point is that indecision can be an issue for everybody. And I certainly found that to be true in a large way. I mean, a huge way. During my 13 years on the roller coaster from hell as a result of Jamie's addiction, I felt like I couldn't make any decisions. I mean, I couldn't figure out how to make a meal that, that tasted good. And I, and I was always a pretty good cook, you know, just even everyday things became a big, massive challenge for me. Can you relate to that? And it's kind of interesting because you hear about my roller coaster from hell ride, which was 13 years long, and you think, oh, well, that was the only challenging portion of Valerie's life. <laughs> I've had a lot of challenges over the entire span of my life. And, and even since those 13 years, don't get me wrong. I'm so grateful I got off the roller coaster from hell, but it wasn't like you hear it. You know, it's, it's so weird when you're on the outside looking in at somebody else's story. You, you kind of have a, a perspective on it that's not exactly reality. It's not like I just went, that's it. I'm yanking the emergency brake, getting off, and life was all uphill from there. <laughs> Listen, my friends, I didn't know where I was going or how in the world I was going to get there. I didn't even know what I was doing. How was I going to figure this out? How was I going to get up? I, I, what, my, what tools was I going to use? I didn't have anything. I just... I mean, I shouldn't say anything. I had a lot of wisdom I had gained over the years from different people, from my own experiences. So I drew on everything that I knew and prayed my brains out. And by the grace of God, had a lot more perspective and wisdom given to me. And I put all that together. And eventually now I have the nine weapons of hope. But the nine, they started out being the nine actions, by the way. And if you're listening to this in real time, I'm, we're actually in the process of upgrading and expanding and, and um, making our digital program so much better for the Nine Weapons of Hope and Warriors and Hope memberships. If you're listening to this later on, yeah, you'll be able to find it. You can go to ValerieSilvera.com and check it out. Be sure you're on my email list because that's how you can find out about things. But in any case, um, it, it was, as, it's as if, you know, you kind of think, oh, well, you know, she just had this 13 year period. So two years I'm grappling around. I'm trying to figure this out. You know, I'm really, I mean, struggling. And I wound up figuring out these nine things and I wrote my first book and wrote workbooks and, and I've kind of done some things, but so that's about two years after the 13 year ride, right? So we're talking about 15 years. And then my daughter, Jamie was murdered as you probably know. And, um, 
that will be right now as I'm recording this, that will be seven years. Wait, is that right? Can that be right? 2016, six years. Sorry, <laughs> gosh, I can't even, why can't I do math today? I'm actually a numbers person. Anyway, the numbers don't matter. The point is that it's not as if my only struggle was her addiction. You know, I had this period grappling around and then got that horrifying news that, that blew a permanent hole in my heart. And we're dealing with an upcoming murder trial, and, you know, all sorts of stuff. You know, we all have stuff. So these indecision periods, these challenges we have with making decisions can happen for a variety of reasons and for different extended periods of time or even just moments. So, I mean, what in the world? Why does this happen? There are many reasons, but let me just point out a couple of them. Worry and fear. We're worried or concerned. Use whatever word you want. You're worried about it. What other people might think if we make certain decisions, especially big ones, but often even the smallest decisions. Some people literally need to check with about 25 people before they make any decision. I know somebody like that and she just has to check with everybody and then check over and over. And you're thinking, I thought we already discussed this. Wasn't this put to bed? Didn't she already decide? And then back around she comes and that might happen dozens of times, honestly. And, and I don't mean to uh, laugh at it or make light of it, but I mean, at some point, my friends, we have to just make a decision. It's not like you can't make another one later. If you figure out the information is different than you knew or, you know, just whatever circumstances change. Sometimes we just have to go with what we know at the time. You don't have a crystal ball. That's the thing. Where is that crystal ball? Dang it. I searched for that sucker for years. Nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows the future. This side of heaven. I'm sorry. I mean, I know that there are these fortune tellers and card readers and palm readers or whatever. And, and I don't know about all that. But I know for a fact there's no possible way that anybody knows the future with any degree of certainty. I mean, we don't even know what's going to happen in the next hour. Sure, certain things we can pretty much count on, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm going to, when I'm done with this podcast, we're going to have it edited, we're going to upload it, and uh, I have some other plans for this afternoon, and I'm going to do some things, and I'm pretty sure it's going to turn out that I will do those things. But you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about really the future. I mean, even tomorrow. Have you ever made plans for tomorrow, and then all of a sudden, boom, whoa, something happened in the morning that slid your plans way in another direction. We've all had that happen. So back to we worry about what people are going to think. And again, you don't have a crystal ball, so we have to stop doing that. Let me tell you something I used to tell my kids when they were concerned about what they thought people were thinking about them. I used to tell them, don't think so much about what other people are thinking about you because they're not spending nearly as much time thinking about you as you are thinking about them thinking about you. Did you catch all that? <laughs> the point is we spend more time wondering what they're thinking about us than they are actually thinking about us. I mean, if you take somebody's life and all the things they have to think about and all the people they have to think about in a moment, in an hour, in a day and, and divide it into a little pie. I used to actually draw a little pie with my kids and I would say, okay, how much time do you spend thinking about yourself? Fill up the pie, right? And, and it'd be like a little slice would be left for them to think about everybody else. Let's face it. We're mostly thinking about what's going on in our own lives. And I go, then there's that little slice left that you have to think about everybody else that you know. That same thing's happening with other people, my friends. They don't have that much time to think about you. 
And even so, they're not living your life. You're living your life. So we have to quit worrying so much about what other people are thinking. First of all, like I said, they're probably not thinking about you as much as you think. And second of all, too bad. This is your life. Perfectionism, right? We're worried that, and that's really kind of tied to this whole fear and, and worry thing too, but we're concerned that what if I do something and it doesn't turn out to be very good? You know, I mean, that th this has been me, my whole mission since, you know, the last several years that I've been doing what I'm doing. I mean, I'm grappling around, you know, trying to figure it out just like you are trying to figure many things out in your life. And I make decisions and then I go, eh, that was a hasty decision. Okay, so on that note, let's talk a little bit about those of us who make very quick decisions, right? I talked a little bit about people who have a difficult time making decisions. Well, people like me can also have big challenges too because I am a fast moving person. My brain works quickly and I make decisions very quickly. And like my friend Mana likes to say, haste makes waste. And it's true because sometimes I make decisions and I think, you know, if you had thought this out for 10 minutes, Valerie, come on. I mean, and so sometimes I make decisions and they're more of a knee jerk. Boom, boom. I'm making them. I got to check that off my list, right? I'm a bottom line person. And so often I'm making these quick decisions and that, that leaves me feeling like not even necessarily perfectionism, but going, oh my gosh, that wasn't your best work, your best decision. You know, now you've got people thinking one thing and now you've got to tell them something different. And that's happened even with this mission and what I've been building. And, and a lot of it's creative. And if you're in a creative process and you're building something, creating something, you're going to make different decisions as you go. You're going to pivot and make a U-turn and take a left and a right. And, and things like that happen in life. But often I think if I would have just stepped back and, and slowed down, you know, then I would have made a better decision. So perfectionism, though, is an unattainable goal. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. I'm sure I've done a podcast on it, if not more than one. It's just, it's an impossible goal and it's something we've got to let go of. And I have those perfectionist tendencies and I've had to really, you know, work on that and realize that, you know, I'm not perfect. You know, I'm, I'm out there doing my thing, you know, and I'm going to say the wrong things and do the wrong things and nothing is ever going to be perfect no matter how good it is, period. And then this kind of goes along with it. Another reason that we have a concern about making decisions is lack of results. Like, well, what if I do this and I don't get results? Or even more um, in your face are these things that you have made decisions on and you have headed down a road and made other decisions and put this thing together. And I could say a lot about that in my professional life. And you've done all these things and then there's no results. And you go, well, crap crap, did I make the wrong decision? Maybe. And you know what? That's why I created this graphic and this whole um, model and process that I call the decision cycle. And it's in one of my weapons of hope called Your Decisions. It's actually the one that I really want people to start with. It's called Your Decisions. And it's really a great graphic. And then I take you through an exercise because once you begin to really understand it, I mean, it's not as if this is rocket science, but it's it's enlightening, right? It's one of those simple things that you go, wow. You know, you start out and you, you know, you make a pivotal decision. This is something, a big decision, something that really is, is going to change the course of your life. Okay. We're talking about really important decisions. So you make a decision and then you get a little feedback. You know, how's it going? 
You go, oh, okay, well, I better make a different decision. You kind of tweak it a little, make another decision, get a little more feedback. Hmm, check in with my results. Am I getting any results? Yes, no. Okay, I might make me need to make a different decision. A lot of decisions get made along the way. And then you sometimes wind up right back at your pivotal decision where you go, nope, that was not the decision. But don't beat yourself up. Here is the coolest thing about decisions. We have an unlimited supply of them. And there aren't many things you can say that you have an unlimited supply of, right? Decisions. I know we're living in this age of canceling people, which don't even get me started on that. So ridiculous. Canceling a human being. Come off it. So, you know, we're in this age where people are a little bit concerned now, and especially because we're all visible, you know? I mean, unless you have zero footprint out there in social media or whatever, and so that even causes more angst and more concern about making decisions because what are people going to think about me? You've got to grow some thick skin in this day and age, don't you? You just have to keep reminding yourself that you are living this life. It's your life, not theirs. What are the things that are keeping you in indecision or beating yourself up about a decision? I think it's time for us all to step back and gain a little perspective on a lot of things, on the things that we focus on, other people's lives being one big one. And that causes us indecision because we're comparing ourselves, our lives, our decisions to other people. And remember that lives lived out on social media or wherever may appear better than they really are. You know, you're just seeing, oh, look, it isn't that cute how that person's doing this. And oh, they've had that success, and oh, this is going on for them. Number one, you don't know the whole story. You don't know what the whole picture is. Well, you have no idea what the whole entire story is. That's a little blip. You also have no idea what it took for someone to achieve a success. It's so weird how we look at time. And when something happens, it's as if, boom, it all gets encapsulated into that moment. And we go, oh, well, here they are. If you were able to peek behind the curtain and see the struggles that person went through to achieve whatever it is they've achieved, to get where they are, you might be very surprised. But probably not if you would just step back and think about your own life. You know, what, what has it taken whenever you've achieved, gotten to any place, any kind of accomplishment? Even something others might think is small, but it was really a struggle for you. Just think about what it took to get there. It's huge. And it took a bazillion decisions along the way. And I'm going to tell you that whatever anyone thinks or might tell you, if somebody's achieved success, they have also made what might be considered bad decisions. At the time, they might not have even been bad decisions. They went with the information they knew at the time. Maybe they made a knee jerk. Maybe they're like me and they made too quick of a decision. Maybe the decision was made so slowly and they had to check with 27 people that the opportunity went by. The point is that whatever achievement, you know, perceived failure, whatever circumstance, there are a lot of decisions involved. I think at some point you just sort of have to jump off the cliff with your parachute and go, okay. Worst case, I'm going to land where, you know, I'm not going to land on that X where the parachute's supposed to land. I'm going to land a mile over there and they're going to have to come get me. That's okay. It's okay. Just make another decision. 
It's just time to stop worrying so much about the big what if. What if I make this decision and that happens? Yeah, well, guess what? That's going to happen sometimes. You're going to make this decision and that's going to happen. The opposite of what you thought. Darn it. If you only had that crystal ball, right? So you can, you, you really have a couple choices here. You can go in search of that crystal ball. Somebody that pretends most of the, I, I'm sorry, but you know, that's my opinion about all this seeing into the future stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of it is somebody has intuition. They figure out, yeah, this might happen. There's a high likelihood that might happen. But literally, I'm sorry, nobody knows the future. Not to any degree of certainty. So you can go search for that elusive crystal ball that you're not going to find. Or you can just do your best. Right now, in this moment, make a decision that makes sense and then go down the road. At least go down the road with it for a, a period of time that makes sense. Before you go like five minutes later and you go, oh, bad decision. You know, that didn't happen. The phone didn't ring. Something didn't arrive in the mail. Uh-oh, bad decision. Give it whatever appropriate time it takes for you to realize and get results, remember? Or feedback. Feedback, feedback, results. Oh, okay, let me make a different decision. Let me tweak my decision. Let me make an additional one. That's the thing. So don't worry so much about the what if. If you could rise above your life and look at it, from, you know, 35,000 feet, if you could see that far, you would see that it is not a straight line. It is a meandering path of zigzags and lefts and rights and ups and downs and turns and twists. It is not a straight line. Just go with it. Stop worrying so much about what if, what if, what if. Let go of that indecision make decisions like my decision cycle make your decision your big decision especially get some feedback make another decision check out the results make some more decisions get some more feedback and and you just keep going down in that way and you might arrive like i said before right back at that big decision what i call pivotal because it's that thing that can change the trajectory of your life what if you're back at your pivotal decision i've been back at mine many times make a different one like I said, that's the beautiful thing about decisions. We have an unlimited supply, okay? You're not going to use them up and be left with, you know, 10 years in your life and going, dang it, I only had two decisions left. 10 years I'm going to live and two decisions. Not going to happen. Stop being so hard on yourself. If things don't turn out the way you thought they might, oh, well, you did your best at the time. That's not being flippant. It's not saying that we shouldn't strive for excellence and to do our best because we should. But a lot of us beat the heck out of ourselves. If even the most minor decision does not result in X. Stop doing that to yourself. Your story is too valuable. Your life is too valuable. You are too valuable to do that to yourself. It's time for you to start living courageously because the world needs your story. Part, let me tell you what, getting this perspective on decisions is going to help you disrupt that trauma, that part of you that just keeps staying stuck, concerned about making any decisions. Join me, go to ValerieSilvera.com and uh, connect with me. I will come back and talk with you on another episode soon. But in the meantime, know that wherever you are, no matter what you've been through, our traumas can look so different. Those beasts, as I call them, they can all have kind of different heads, 
our losses, our stories can be different. Yet in some way, we all have the same feelings when we go through these things. So in that way, we do all understand. And that's why it's so important for you to link arms with people who get it. And again, they don't have to get exactly what you're going through, but they get how hard your journey has been. But here's the important part. Connect with people who are fighting, fighting to stand, to turn something bad into something good. People like me and my warriors and hope, stay connected, my friend. You are not alone. Wherever you are in this world, you can't be alone because I'm standing right there with you. Thanks again for being here. It is time for you to use your story to disrupt your trauma for good. Your story matters. So you've got to learn how to live it courageously. Link arms with me at ValerieSilvera.com. We are in this thing called life together. It's time to disrupt our trauma for good.